Our scripture lesson this morning is from the book of St. Matthew, the Gospel of St. Matthew. It's about the escape into Egypt. Now, after the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up and take your child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up and took the child and his mother by night, and they went to Egypt, and they remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. And when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or younger. And then he was filled with what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. And when Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take your child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. And then Joseph got up and went with the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that the Archelaus was ruling over Judah in the place of Herod, he was afraid to go there. And having been warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. And there he made his home in a town called Nazareth. So what had been spoken throughout the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called the Nazarene. Well, dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, this story of the massacre of the innocents in Bethlehem is not told any place in any other history, nor is it spoken of in any other gospel. It's just unique to, to Matthew that the wise men come, and then the wise men leave, and then Herod kills all the male children under the age of two because he's afraid for his kingdom. And I keep wondering, why is it in the Bible? And I think one of the reasons this story is in the Bible is that the Bible understands that the story of Jesus is not all sweetness and light. The story of Christmas is not all the little town of Bethlehem. The story of our lives in Christianity are not stories of peace on earth, goodwill toward all men, because our peace is shattered then and now by tragedy all over the world, powerful people, in order to maintain their whatever grasp they have of power. Powerful people are willing to put little children, babies, to death. We see it today in the Ukraine. We see it in some other nations where despots holding on to power are willing just to destroy, destroy the peace, destroy their own reputations even, in order to make sure that nothing can threaten their grip. Well, it was true at the time of Jesus. It's true at the time now. But it's not just despots. It's not just war that brings sort of a, a threat to our sense of well-being. Throughout the world, children are dying of hunger. That shouldn't be. Throughout the world, children are dying of neglect. That shouldn't be. And at the same time, illness and meanness and anger and tragedy still affect the world as it always was. 
And so I think what the Bible is trying to tell us is God understands that. Trying to tell us that even in the birth of Christ, there was tragedy and needless killing, and that Jesus was kept alive by the grace of God until he was able to fulfill his mission. But that doesn't take away the sense of being refugees that came with Mary and Joseph. It doesn't take away the loss of their homes, their inability to return to where they belonged. And all of us, I think, sometimes can feel that way. All of us, not so dramatically, but all of us can feel sometimes that we would like to be part of this great kingdom of peace, and yet something inside us is keeping us from being there. And all we can say from this Christmas message is God understands that. Jesus understands that. And while we may, because of, we may just feel isolated and alone, God is with us, carrying us through. And sometimes we can't even sense his presence. And yet he's there with us just as he was with Mary and Joseph and with Jesus, because God has always been the God of suffering and sorrow to bring peace and healing to that which is read apart. And so that is the good news. Thanks be to God. Now let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we do give you thanks on this Sunday morning. We give you thanks for the world that you created, even though sometimes it seems harsh and dangerous. We thank you for it. We give you thanks, Lord, for the people that you've put into this world who make it a better place. We thank you for the utility workers and, the, and for the police officers and firefighters and the medical personnel. We thank you for our teachers and our merchants. We thank you for our president and for our governor and for all the men and women in our armed forces. We lift our prayers, Lord, for those who suffer, for those who are hungry, for those who are homeless, for those who are victims of wars and natural disasters. And we pledge our lives to one another as we remember the words that you taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you and make God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's countenance upon you. May the Lord give each of you God's peace. Thank you for watching this. We hope you have a blessed week.